The saying goes, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, what if one person's discarded items was another woman's um, multi-six-figure income? Let's talk about this, shall we? Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, description, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up? Welcome to the episode of the Women of Video Podcast. I'm so excited to spend time with you today because we're talking about my favorite stuff, thrifting. I know that wasn't what you were going for, but if you are new here, I'm so excited that I get to spend this time with you today because we are talking about some really fun, awesome things today, including but not limited to how you can turn your trash into treasures, what it means to grow as a creator in a niche industry, being the breadwinner as a woman in your family, the woman in your family as a full-time creator. There's so many good bits that Kate and I dive into. Now, if you have been with us for a minute, or if you just really like the sound of this voice already, I would love if whatever platform you are spending time on today, listening to this, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whatever they are, could you go leave me a little five-star review? Tell me what you think of the podcast and why you love it. Because the more we can have this, the more we can spread the love and have success on this platform and we can get more sponsors, more listeners, all of the things that come with that five star, okay? So I hit that subscribe button. Just helps us do a little bit better with all of the algorithms and all the platforms and all of the things. Now, before we do this, remember, tickets are on sale for the Women of Video Conference. If you are not going yet, I don't know why you wouldn't. So go buy your digital ticket at the very least or go get an in-person or buy your digital ticket and then know that you can upgrade to an in-person ticket. This conference is going to change your creator life. Like I, I almost want to put that as like a guarantee, okay? You're going to learn how to make money in a way you never thought before. You're going to be inspired the way that you've never been before. You're going to be, you're going to be seen, heard, recognized, and loved by your fellow women creators in a way. And you're going to be around brands that support you and want to help lift you up and see you succeed. Okay. We are putting a payment plan in place so you can do three uh, low cost payments over the course of a couple of months so that you're able to come because I want you to be there. I want you to grow. I want to meet you and hug you unless it's not your thing because this conference is just such a labor of love and it's been years in the making and I want to have you there because you have been a part of this, this journey I've been on and I want to share this next phase of it with you where we're going to just do so many amazing things within our mission, which is to help women creators build economic, economic impact and equality through resources, education, and community. I promise you are not going to want to miss it. Okay. Now, Without further ado, let's dive into this conversation I'm going to have with Kate, which is just, I loved every moment of the conversation. It was so good. So many great nuggets, so much great information, so much, so many things to be inspired by. So let's do this. 
I am so excited to talk with you today, Kate. We're going to have some fun. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so why video? Why what? Sorry. No, I why didn't video? You're fine. Why, why video? video? Yeah, what led you to this thing that we call the YouTubes? So I started YouTube because YouTube was helping me. So I resell for a living and I was watching people showing me and teaching me how to resell. And I thought that I should give back to the community by teaching them as well. And that really has turned into a passion that I love. And now it's all, it's all about teaching and helping people at this point. So what is your channel called and about? My channel is the Nurse Flipper, and it is teaching people to resell, whether it be on eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, basically earning extra income, whether it be part-time or full-time. I've had quite a few people that have went full-time that have said they did it because of me. I myself just went full-time back in February. I quit nursing. I was a full-time nurse, and... So I show what I sold. I teach people what to pick up if they're going to thrift sales or garage sales, wherever, wherever they are going. And that way they learn what is selling online right now so that they can earn extra money. Well, that's super cool. Well, we love money here on the Women of Video podcast. It's like our favorite thing to talk about. So yes. what led to this? Like, was it like one day we're like, I want to just sell things? Like, but what was the journey that you went on for all of this? So I actually started reselling with my first son, who I had him in 1999, off and on when I was staying home with him. And then over the years, I off and on would sell a little bit, earn a little bit of money, get bored with it, and move on to something else. Well, I had my four-year-old in 2018, and... It was a struggle to have him. We lost three babies before him and not, not early. Unfortunately, I had to deliver them. And so when I had him, I wanted to be home with him. And that kind of started the push to figure out how to make income from home and be able to stay home with the baby. And he was in NICU for two weeks. So that kind of gave me time to figure it out. So I started it off slowly. And then as I went back to work, the more I had to work, kind of the more I pushed into reselling because I knew I wanted to be home more. Mm -hmm. And in, let's see, July of 2020 i went part-time i went down to two days and then in february this year and my plan was for the end of this year my plan was not to stop nursing until the end of this year i got fed up got frustrated and my employer actually told me to choose between youtube and work and i chose youtube and i put in my two-week notice the next day i went to work that's an amazing story. And I love that you did all this to be at home with your children. I know that a lot of us have been on those kinds of journeys and we do those things. I know for me, I like we almost gave up working to have our kids because we went into, we made the decision as a family when we got, when my husband, or when I got pregnant, we got pregnant with my son and we decided to go into the air force. And I was like, okay, we're going to move somewhere I know where we know no one are going to be really remote and we're not going to be making a ton of money because, you know, no one goes into the military for the money. <laughs> and so it was just like whole thing. So it's super 
Like, I love that you were able to do that. Why can I, and I'm going to ask you uh, uh, this question. I don't want it to come across the wrong way. Why did you stay home instead of your husband? My husband actually did stay home. So my son okay. has never been to daycare. So my husband, while I was nursing, was the one taking care of my son. So okay. he actually doesn't work outside the home either. Um, so he was the one. And before we had my son, he was the one that was we had a we had a role reversal. Um, he was the one running my older kids to like volleyball practice and to college before they could drive themselves. And yeah, he my husband also does all the cooking. He does all the shopping. I don't do I don't do any. I don't do any of that. <laughs> OK, so if we're going to have this conversation. I want you to know that is my house, too. So I am, I'm the, I'm the, my husband has been out of the Air Force since 2019, November. Um, he's a disabled veteran. And so um, he just, his job is to take care of our family and our home and like get better. Like that's his whole, his whole job. And while yeah. I still handle logistics of thing, I think that's like my top A control freak situation. <laughs> yeah. I totally have that too. Okay. So I would love to know about the journey to that role reversal because we have not got to talk about that at all on the podcast. And I think it's like a huge, important, like almost like yay feminism, but also yay new normal. So like, what was like, how did that happen for you guys? I think it, and both of us were working when we got together and then my older children, they're 20 and 22 now, they were teenagers when we got together. So my daughter had volleyball, she played travel volleyball. So she had practiced an hour away multiple days a week and it got to where, and I was a nurse. So, I mean, I was making close to a six figure income and he was not making nearly that much. So for me, it was just kind of the like it, the the decision that made the most sense because I made more money that he would stay home and he would be the one running them around. And because of the fact that I, I'm always working, I'm always busy, he kind of took over the like cooking and I, I know how to cook and he, he doesn't believe me because I, I never really have since we got together. But um, he took over the cooking, the shopping. I haven't done that in years. We, I, I do, I pay somebody to come clean. So neither one of us are really big on the whole cleaning thing. Um, but I am all about like paying somebody to do stuff so I can accomplish more. So we do have, we do have somebody come clean. Uh, I like that. That's like my goals. It makes my husband very anxious to have somebody. Cause again, it has this PTSD it makes him very anxious to have someone that come to the house. But we've actually brought on an au pair recently because we were noticing our kids were like incredibly lacking in consistency because my job is super inconsistent. I travel, I have work, I have products. Sometimes mommy has to call us at like in the middle of dinner. Like it's a whole like thing. And my husband yeah. with his, with his PTSD is a lot of anxiety. So hiring people, where you are having weakness or where you have a struggle or where you just straight up don't like to do something, I think is the greatest thing any of us could ever do because it just sucks out your joy and it takes away money making opportunities. I always say you should be evaluating like how much your time is worth for everything. And if it could cost you less, have someone come do it versus like what you could make in that time instead, like it's worth it. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? 
Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really wanna dive in more and get started for free, please head over to thewomenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is gonna make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to that. All right, well, I love that you guys are living like this new normal of like, dad's being stay at home and mom's working and cr crushing it. And I love that we have this added layer of like, you're a mom creator that's crushing it. So let's talk about like your creation process. So what is it that you're focusing on in your channel? I know that you're the nurse flipper and you're focusing on teaching people how to like make money online. So they don't have to be nurses anymore. Is that kind of like where that theme is? Yeah, or it's, the like the names more because and I and people ask me if I'm going to change my name because I quit nursing in February but I'm like I'm still a nurse like I went to school for a long time to be a nurse even if I'm not practicing I'm still a nurse so I don't plan on changing my name not to mention the fact that I built my brand around that name so I think that would probably be a catastrophic mistake to go and switch it up at this point mm -hmm. but um it's not really pointed at nurses at all it my my demographics are mainly women i have about 85 percent female viewers uh a lot of people and my demographic is actually mostly older women so it's a lot of women that are retired and are needing to supplement their income because their retirement coming in isn't enough and they don't want to go back into the workforce so it's teaching them what is selling on ebay i also teach how to so like how to take better pictures or how to keyword your listing better to get more sales so it's kind of all aspects of reselling business online as well as the last three months I've started doing research videos which are really fun and just showing people what's selling for like crazy amounts of money that you have no idea it's worth that much and those have went over very well so I've continued doing those as well I love that. So what has been like your favorite video that you've made so far that really just like cemented like this is I'm doing the right thing? Well, I'm kind of torn because I have one video that went viral and is up to almost half a million views. So that one makes me really proud because it has a half a million views and it gained me a lot of subscribers. So I'm but I had no idea as far as like kind of cementing what I do. It was actually it was one of my videos earlier on about like my first year and how I made $75,000 the first year. And it was actually my first video, just talking to people, sharing about my life. And I like to try and give out motivation as well. And when I put that out, I was very, very scared because I only before that was doing my teaching stuff, not telling my story. And that video did much better than my other ones. So I think that one, really kind of cemented that I was doing what I should be doing. I love, like I said, I think your story is phenomenal. Like I know I've said that a bunch. I'm not like, I just, I just get really excited when I think about it. So how are you making money? So you have this channel, you've done this nerfing, you're the full-time breadwinner. How are you making money? A lot of different ways. Um, a lot. So I, 
my main thing is reselling on eBay. So we're buying, we're reselling, we're also selling on Poshmark, Mercari, Etsy. We are all over the place. And then I have my ad revenue for my YouTube channel as well as channel memberships. So I have had channel memberships for over two years now and I offer extra lives. I actually, I do a ton extra that people that aren't subscribers would not be aware of. So I do five or six extra lives a month for my paid oh. members. So I do get income from my paid memberships. I just started last month doing paid master classes. So those are kind of smaller classroom environment. I'm doing them live. I chose to do live classes versus doing a course because I really love the interaction with my viewers. So that way I can answer any questions they have immediately. And those are those are going well. I'm doing those once a week. Also affiliate income. Um, I have collaboration with multiple companies and it's stuff that I use, services I use, products I use. Um, of course, Amazon affiliate. So if I'm recommending lights or equipment for people to use, I'm going to get affiliates there. I'm trying to think because there, there's money, there's money coming from all directions. Um, I just started selling wholesale, so I'm selling stuff to people for them to buy for me to sell. And I think, I think, I think that's it. I think that's. It. <laughs> I, I mean, think. it's not. I mean, it's. I mean, how are you surviving with all those like so few amounts of, of revenue streams? I mean, come on. No, I love my poor accountant. My poor accountant <laughs> probably hates me because it's like super, super. It's so complicated. It really is when they're coming from like, he's like, what, what is this? My accountant was sitting in my PayPal and she's like, you have all these payments, but no invoices. So I'm like, oh, those are from these things. And she's like, Oh, so it's like revenue without invoicing. And she's like, yeah, well, <laughs> okay, I guess that's the thing we got to <laughs> Mine says money. I've taught him how to do it. Like I've taught him how to like manage all this stuff. I, I've had the same accountant for three years. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's, but it's ever evolving. You know, I did, I did a video for eBay, um, like for the actual eBay YouTube site. So I, I made income from that as well. Um, I did, I did a couple of camps. I did a couple of camps and that was the coolest thing. I don't know if I will do anymore. I won't lie because it was so hard to plan it, but I rented mansions and <laughs> then I rented the rooms out in the mansions and I did a conference for three days and I taught. And so we all were in the mansion together. I just like came up with this idea out of the blue and I went like with it. And that's, that's me. It was, it, I called it nurse flipper retreat. Yes. That's, I've actually seen some people that have done that where they'll rent a mansion and they'll pay and like it's like a dedicated like time together for like exclusive access. access. <laughs> That's something we should do with women in video, honestly. Like we should do a retreat. And we have that the conference. Come to the conference, everybody. We're doing it in March because uh, it's going to be almost a retreat. So, but it's going to be a lot of learning and fun things. That's a really great idea. I love that your community that is just so committed to supporting you because they want to learn right yes. it's like I, like I like cat but I like money more and I think that that's right. one of like I, I think if like I could tell you like I like Desiree but I like money more than Desiree and Desiree shows me how to make money so I'm just gonna like follow her along this journey that yes. she's going on for sure 
it's just so it's just such an important piece. And I think it's important to note that like when we're recording this, she has 54,000 subscribers and I have just, I think I have like 33 something thousand subscribers and we are both full-time breadwinners for our families. We have children, we have mortgages, we have husbands and do you have a pets? I have pets. <laughs> I have lots of pets. Yeah, I have, I have five. So, I mean, so we're doing it. We're making it happen. So this yeah. is totally possible. The illusion of large followings and making money is so off. Like, and even if you're doing something that isn't YouTube, like if you're on TikTok or Instagram, you know, last week's episode on the podcast, we talked about the business of TikTok and how you need to make sure that you're diversifying and incorporating things into your business, just like what Kat has done, because you can do that over there too. So there's such this weird like stigma around TikTok right now that I think is in the creator space is kind of quirky. I tried TikTok and I, I, I jumped ship because um, I wasn't getting any ground, but um, like I do Instagram. I'm trying to learn a little more about Facebook because I know quite a few people who make really good money on Facebook, but I know Facebook's requirements are quite a bit more than other places. So I, I haven't I haven't quite figured that one out yet, but well, I definitely do Instagram. And something that's related to what you do, I know this woman that does Amazon flipping. So yeah. she buys like the like so whenever you return something to Amazon, it doesn't always go back to being sold like it would in a store. Yeah. It gets put in this like bin of like well discarded lost items most of the time and so what they do is they sell those bins like in giant like hundreds of pound crates to people yeah. at like a super ridiculously cheap rate and then they get everything that's in it and what they do is they flip it for money so this woman has a literal warehouse of stuff and she does like tuesday five dollar bin days and she does like fifteen dollars saturday and like then she posts stuff for sale through Facebook marketplace and then in her Facebook group and stuff. And so it's all about like, that is all about the consumer, not about like helping other people start their Amazon businesses. Right. I started, I started doing half eBay, half Amazon. And I started with pallets just like that. But for me, it kind of took a turn because Amazon, if you like, at least Amazon, if you're selling on Amazon, it's a little more hands off. So it's good for people that don't want to like get in the middle and do the shipping themselves. But I have kind of branched out as far as my business wanting to do higher dollar items. So I like uh, two months ago, I sold two three thousand dollar purses um, so that were like a two thousand dollar profit for me. So I'm and that's not stuff I could sell on Amazon. So I, I had to for me, I felt like I had to pick I had to pick and I picked eBay because I like the like one off vintage rare stuff. I buy a lot more things off of eBay than I probably should or realize that I do sometimes. Because <laughs> if I'm looking, because I'm in this world of nostalgia, right? So we're showing our kids all of these things now. Like yeah. Star Wars, like Clone Wars, Star Wars, Clone Wars. Like that was a Sophia the First. Like these are things that are a little older than my kids are. My kids are six and eight. And so they don't make new toys for these yeah for these brands anymore. And so in order for me to go find stuff, I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta go over to eBay and like see, like my son's oh. sheet set. He wanted he got a new bed and he's like, I want Star Wars Clone Wars sheets. And I was like, okay, let's see what miracle mommy <laughs> can pull out of the internet. And I did. I got a whole unopened set off of eBay. And I'm like, like all day I would do that. So I think there's such a great like there's the yeah. point is like this is cool and shopping is great and and but there's so many ways to make money. 
online as video creators. Yeah. And like the only thing stopping you is just your commitment to figuring out how to do it. I think at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Make and sell your merch with Spreadshop. Always free. Always awesome. Why are we so awesome? You might ask. Simply sign up, upload your designs, lay out your products and shop, and we'll print and ship your order on demand anywhere in the world. We back our service with a 1000% satisfaction guarantee. You can make and sell shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, totes, and even stickers. Get started today at spreadshop.com. Always free and always awesome. So let's talk about your process. So how are you coming up with your videos? How are you finding what works best for you? What's your kind of creation process like? How are you recording? Give us those details. I think it's kind of an ever evolving process as you go along, as your audience grows, what they like and what they want to see is going to change as well. So for me, I started my channel showing people what sold so they would learn what to pick up, what to buy, to resell. So that has been kind of concrete. Every Monday, I always do a video showing everything that I sold and going over everything because the weekend's the busiest sales time. And as far as the other stuff, I've kind of went a little bit back and forth because people like to see thrifting and garage sale videos. So I have, I've done thrifting and garage sale videos, but I haven't done any in a long time because my research videos that I was talking about earlier have done very, very well. And what that is, is just picking a certain topic. The one that went viral was teacups. So a lot of my friends give me crap about teacups. They like they make fun of me. Um, and I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm like, if I'm gonna, you know, get famous from teacups, I'm okay with that. Um, but once I saw that those were doing good, those I now also do one video a week of those. And then my third video of the week is kind of up in the air. I will show sometimes hauls of what I bought and sometimes I'll do tip videos and try to teach. I do look back at my older videos that performed well when my channel was newer and get ideas from those to remake them. Plus I take input from my viewers as well. So I will ask them exactly what they want to see. And as far as the actual recording process goes, I like where I'm sitting talking to you now is where I sit and do about 75% of my videos because I do have the lighting behind me. I can wear my glasses and not get the glare. Um, I record over there as well when I'm showing what's sold. So I do have my camera set up mainly right here where you are seeing me, which is behind the monitor of my computer. And I will, I typically do recordings for normally between 20 and 30 minutes. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer and then I will edit the content down. Love it. Now, because you've already mentioned it, what are you filming with? I use a Sony ZV-1. Okay. I dig that. I dig that hard. And I love it. So what advice would you give to creators who are like on the journey, just trying to figure it out, or maybe you're looking for a different perspective on creating content? What advice do you have for them? I think the biggest thing is to love what you're doing. Cause I think your audience can 
see through if you're trying to do something just like if you're trying to do it just to make money i think it's really really hard to be successful i think you need to find what you're passionate about find what you love and then convey that to an audience so for me the the path has been really different because like i said people love the thrifting videos they love the garage sale videos and i know that i would get more views if i did those but i had to have a talk with myself make that decision that I love teaching. And even if that means I'm going to get less views, then that's what I'm going to do. And I've stuck to that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to make less money because now I've been able to branch out into the master classes. I have my memberships. So while those might be getting more views, I very possibly could be making more money than them. So I think enjoy it. I think it's really important with YouTube to be consistent, whether it's one video a month, one video a week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend one video a day. I've done that for several months throughout my YouTube journey, but man, it is stressful. It, to the people who do it, more power to them. I have two friends who have done daily videos for years and i will tell you both of them have millions of views a month so they they are doing well but for me i was too stressed out having to come up with a video every day and i think for me it's important that i like what i'm doing and that it doesn't feel like a job and i have to do it i want to do it so when i feel like i'm making myself do a certain type of video i will stop um, whether that be the sourcing videos, because I still I do still do some, but I got to the point where I felt I was pressuring myself to do that. And the same with the research videos. I skipped one last week because um, I think if it feels like it is pressured, the audience knows that they know they're watching you. They can feel if you don't like what you're talking about. And that is what comes comes out. And the, the consistency and just keep pushing for me, it was super important building it up. And it's really different in each, you know, different YouTube community. I went in a lot of live chats with other resellers on bigger reseller channels. I would chat with the audience. And when the channels are really big, a lot of questions might not get answered in a live. And I was the one helping them. So people saw my name. They knew my name. I lived on YouTube in the beginning just to get my name out there. I was everywhere. And people would say that they're like, you're everywhere. Like every live I go in, there you are. Um, <laughs> and that's now I, I will tell you, I rarely go in lives. I don't have time, but, um, and my, my, I didn't even talk about that. My live show that I do every Tuesday, we built it up to, we get an average of 600 people on our live show. Um, and I think it's probably one of, if not the biggest live reseller shows. And that's a panel show. And I love it. I love it. And I've done it every Tuesday for over two years. And I've missed one, one, one Tuesday ever. So consistency, wow. consistency. That's a lot of really great advice. So let's see, be consistent. Don't take on more than you can chew. Make sure you love what you're doing. Like those are great nuggets. I think that are important yeah. to reinforce because sometimes we get wrapped up in like, I'm doing this. I need to make money. I'm doing this because I want this to be successful or I want to be like this creator. And it's like, nope, we're going to, we're going to reel it back and really focus on, on that other, those other important parts. So, so I always like to do some rapid fire. So we've already talked about what you film with. So who are your favorite female YouTube creators? 
my favorite female, I, I like Mel Robbins. Um, I'm big on motivation stuff. I've been watching motivation stuff. I like Oprah. I love Oprah. I'm big on the motivation that makes me want to do better. Um, my good friend, Jocelyn over at Crazy Lamp Lady, she's the one I told, she's doing daily videos. So I like hers as well. And I think those would probably be my top three. I don't, I don't, admittedly, I do not have time, unfortunately, to watch a lot. So I do a lot of listening. I do a lot of listening. So that's why Mel Robbins and Oprah are great for me to listen to. I love that. And hey, the, they're oldies but goodies for sure. Who is your dream collaboration? I, I don't know. eBay. That's a hard question. <laughs> I hate to say that, like, because in my, in my space, I have been able to collaborate with almost everybody that I've wanted to because the community is so open to it. And I do a live show every Tuesday with three other people on a panel. So okay. I think I, I don't, <laughs> I hate to say that. Like, I hate to say that. No, you're fine. That's I'm hey, like, you know, you're you're hitting those goals, making them numbers. Like, who are we to say that you're doing anything wrong? <laughs> so, what is your <laughs> next? What is the next? Your next like personal YouTube goal that you're looking forward to, to meeting or crushing or making? Um, I want to hit a hundred thousand by next year, by the end of next year. So my goal for this year was fifty thousand, and I've already surpassed it before half the year was up. Thanks to teacups. Thanks to teacups. Um. So, yeah, I just hit 5 million views. I just passed 5 million a couple days ago. So, yeah, I think now it's like keeping consistent until I get that play button. I want, I want the play, I want the play button. You know, I'm one of my friends, Mel, who's uh, not Mel, um, Meredith, who talks, I did this really funny TikTok. She's like, you know, YouTubers always talk about how subscribers don't matter. Subscribers don't matter. But, we all want the silver play button and we proudly display it in our background. So yeah. it's a very much like subscribers matter. The community matters yeah. more in the bet you're building for it. The subscribers matter. People are framing you and getting information from you. So I think it's just this catch 22. Like, can you build a business without a hundred thousand subscribers? hundred percent. But it's, it's just a nice like milestone. You could also build a business with 10,000 that was just as successful as somebody with a hundred thousand. I, there have been a couple of books I've read on YouTube that said like, if you have a thousand quality subscribers, that's better than like 10,000 that aren't. Cause it, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost on the subscribers don't matter side because if they're not watching, then it doesn't matter. They have to be actively, actively watching. But, but everybody does want those milestones. We want the subscribers. But I think in the grand scheme of thing, what matters is how much people are really watching you. That is true. Very, very true. What is your favorite part about being a creator? I think the community, getting to share and through my camps and stuff, I have gotten to meet so many people and making an impact on so many people's lives. I get emails. I get letters. And... That, that really concretes the whole thing. You know, I am here to help people. I want to make their life better regardless of how I'm doing it. And yeah, that that's the number one thing for me. I love it. So where can people follow you, find you, love you on the YouTubes? It is the Nurse Flipper. Um, and that the, it's uh, that's me on YouTube as well as Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok that I don't post to. Okay. 
Don't bother. Go to Instagram <laughs> and YouTube. That's it. It's all you get. <laughs> so, well, Kat, I'm so grateful for your time, for your wisdom, your story, like your amazing journey. Thank you so much for all that you do for women and creators everywhere. Remember, you and everyone listening are impossibly amazing. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts.